Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1820. The Yield Shield, Preferred Shares, by Wanderer of Millennial-Revolution.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. And before we get to it, have you subscribed to our other podcasts? We cover personal development, minimalism, health, relationships, entrepreneurship, and life advice on the other shows. Just search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you get your podcasts to find them. But for now, let's get to today's post as we optimize your life. The Yield Shield Preferred Shares by Wanderer of Millennial-Revolution.com When you pull the trigger and retire, the biggest danger you need to worry about is a sudden market crash right in your first few years that forces you to sell assets at the exact wrong time. This is known as sequence of return risk. Today, we're going to talk about how we actually did that. To recap, building a yield shield means one, swinging your overall equity allocation towards fixed income. 60-40 is the balance we chose. And number two, shifting your fixed income portion towards higher yielding assets. When you're accumulating, bond's job is to reduce portfolio volatility because they tend to move in opposite directions with equities. However, with interest rates so low as an income-producing asset, they don't pay too well. As of the time of this writing, The Canadian Vanguard Bond ETF, VAB, has a 12-month trailing yield of 2.8%. Not only that, with interest rates on the rise, we can expect bond prices to get lower over time, which double sucks. So what should we use instead? Today, I'm going to talk about one of the higher yielding assets we use in our retirement portfolio, preferred shares. What's a preferred share? A preferred share is kind of a mix between a stock and a bond. They're technically shares that get traded on the stock exchange like other shares, but they don't give you any ownership or voting rights of the company. They also pay you a dividend like common shares that are eligible dividend income, so their dividends are tax efficient. But while the common shares pay dividends in the 1% to 2% range, 
preferred shares can pay upwards of 5%. Companies issue these to raise money, and because preferred shares don't give you any ownership in the company, the usual behavior of shares don't apply. If a company does great, its common shares will rally, but generally their preferreds don't move. But if interest rates change, that can swing the price of preferreds. So despite the name, they really act more like bonds than shares. The name comes from the rules concerning the order in which a company must pay their debts. If a company has a bad quarter and decides to cut their dividend, they have to cut dividends on their common shares first. Preferred shares' dividends are protected or preferred, if you will. Different types. Preferred shares are also more complicated than common shares. Each issue has its own different set of rules, so even two different issues of preferreds from the same company will have wildly different behaviors, which is why each issue trades under a different symbol on the market. For TD Bank's preferred share issue, they label it as Class A Preferred Shares Series Q, and trades under the symbol td.prq.ca. Generally, there are three different types of preferred shares. Number one, perpetuals. These pay a fixed rate dividend that never changes. Number two, floaters. Floating preferreds pay a dividend rate that's pegged as a premium to interest rates. So if a floater is issued at a 3% premium, and current interest rates are at 2%, then the preferred would pay 5%. And number three, fixed rate resets. These are hybrids of the previous two mentioned. They pay a fixed rate for five years and then reset based on interest rates like floaters. Why is this important? Perpetuals are more like traditional bonds and will go up in price if interest rates drop. Conversely, they will go down in price if interest rates rise. Floaters and fixed rate resets will do the opposite. They'll do well in a rising interest rate environment and do worse in a falling one. You can index them too. This is a very broad overview of the types of preferred shares. Besides these three types, There are all sorts of other things that are unique to each issuance. They can be cumulative or non-cumulative. They can be convertible to common shares. They can be redeemable by the issuer. It gets super complicated. So for that reason, we don't recommend you own any preferred shares directly. Instead, use broad-based ETFs. In America, the biggest ETF is the iShares U.S. Preferred Stock ETF, named PFF. But there are a few others, including ones that deliberately bias towards fixed or floating issuers. Note that I don't own any of these myself, since I'm not American and that wouldn't make sense, nor am I recommending them. These are provided for your information only. Do your own research. In Canada, there are less choices of preferred share ETFs, but the one we used when we retired is called the iShares S&P TSX Canadian Preferred Share Index ETF. That's currently yielding 4.4% 
with an MER of 0.5% and has about two-thirds allocation towards floaters. Anyway, a couple things to notice here. These higher-yielding assets generally have higher MERs. This is because these ETFs aren't nearly as big as our traditional index ETFs, so they don't have the same economies of scale that VTI does. And second, these are riskier assets than bonds. Bonds are tied to the government, while these are tied to a company. So if an individual company fails, its preferred share may go poof. That being said, we are indexing here, so it's impossible for the ETF to go to zero. But it may decline if a bunch of their preferreds start defaulting. How do these fit into my portfolio? When you retire, you basically take a portion of your bond allocation and swap it for preferreds. For us, we decided to swap out about half of our bonds. So we currently have a 20% allocation toward preferred shares. How much you choose to swap is up to you, but this has the effect of, number one, increasing your portfolio's income since you're replacing bonds yielding 2% with preferreds yielding four to 5%. Number two, increasing your portfolio's volatility since preferreds are riskier. And number three, increasing your portfolio's average MER since preferreds have slightly higher cost. And yes, this does make your portfolio more volatile, but if it increases your yield and you use that yield in conjunction with your cash cushion to not have to withdraw during market downturns, that's a good trade-off during the first few years of early retirement. And again, note that this is meant to be a temporary change to guard against sequence of return risks. Our longer-term plan as our portfolio grows and our dependence on our yield shield decreases is to exit these positions and pivot back towards a normal bond ETF for this part of our portfolio. And then over time, to increase our equity allocation altogether. You just listened to the post titled The Yield Shield Preferred Shares by Wanderer of millennial-revolution.com. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news. There's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. I found that Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals, whatever they are. I definitely wouldn't be able to allocate my finances or plan as clearly without help from Monarch. In fact, Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? 
Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there. And keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. One of the things I love about hosting this show is that I'm learning right alongside you. I've actually never heard of preferred shares, but this article definitely piqued my interest. While this article introduces the concept of preferred shares and how it can fit into an asset allocation for an early retiree, I also think it highlights the importance of how one's asset allocation needs to shift as they're approaching retirement. My asset allocation is super simple right now. I'm 100% in stocks because I have a strong cash cushion. I don't want to worry about rebalancing every year. And I don't watch my portfolio enough for volatility to bother me. But this makes sense right now because I'm squarely in the accumulation phase of my financial journey. I will need to add bonds and or preferred shares to my portfolio as I get closer to my drawdown phase. This is when my focus will shift from growth to preservation. If you're at this point in your journey and you want to manage your drawdown strategy yourself, I highly recommend that you check out my friend Frank Vasquez over at the Risk Parity Radio podcast. The purpose of the Risk Parity Radio podcast is to explore risk parity inspired portfolios comprised of uncorrelated or negatively correlated asset classes, stocks, selected bonds, gold, REITs, preferreds, commodities, and other easily accessible fund options for the DIY investor. The goal is to construct portfolios that are robust and can be drawn down on in perpetuity and to maximize projected safe withdrawal rates regardless of projected overall returns. And that will do it for today. Have a great day and start to your weekend if you're listening in real time. And I'll be back here over the weekend where your optimal life awaits.